Sweet. Here we go. Welcome to episode 36 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? Oh man, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm certifiably insane. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I woke up with a headache this morning. I never, I rarely ever have headaches. And I woke up with one this morning, and, and so I was out in the shop late last night with the CNC machine, and I haven't really worked late in a little while now. Ever since I hired Braden, he kind of took over a lot of the work that I was doing late. But uh, I, just, I have so much going on right now that I just I had to be out there late and I should be out there late tonight but we have family plans this evening and and uh and that's priority so I'm uh yeah I'm just trying to keep my head on straight how are you feeling after getting back from uh from vacation do you have a big mess of stuff to come back to or not terribly I this was my first real major kind of unplugging event we talked about that already but I expected that there was going to be a lot more going on than what, you know, I came back to, I was pleasantly surprised. Everything was for the most part rolling smoothly. There was obviously some things that came up, some issues that came up that are kind of in my wheelhouse that were left for me to handle when I got back, if it wasn't a pressing situation with a customer or something. But for the most part, I, I handled emails pretty much once a day on vacation, I was checking up with my emails. And even if I didn't respond to something that wasn't super pressing, I was kind of keeping my finger on the pulse. So I would, I didn't get completely blindsided, but yeah, it, I mean, I came back and things pretty much picked up right where they were while I was off. Ethan handled uh, the whole restocking of all of our products. So thankfully we pretty much have everything back in stock now, uh, which was kind of the struggle of the last couple months, uh, a new experience for us where we just had so many sales coming in. It's been really hard to keep up with our inventory uh, because we're surpassing projections of what we had anticipated. Um, so just kind of reacting to all of that, but yeah, I kind of, I mean, it's a weird feeling being back from vacation, getting back into the groove. Um, the one thing that I've noticed that was at I think is really cool about our journey and, and being business owners is I was actually really excited to get back to work. Yeah. And I remember a time in my life when I would go on vacation and we would get to the Sunday before I'm coming home and I'd just be depressed, just mm-hmm. not wanting to go back to work thinking, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta get back and get into this again. And you know, I just, I'm very thankful that as I went through the end of the second week, I got to whatever it was Thursday or Friday and my wife and I were just both like, you know, we're kind of ready to get home. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get back in the shop and and start doing my job and, and continuing with that. So I was very happy to get back after two weeks. Yeah. You know, I, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, just in the last, last week or two here. Cause I've, I'm, I'm right in the midst of a super busy time here. Just, with 4th of July last week, uh, we had a short week and this week, uh, today's my last day in the shop for this week. Uh, and then I'm home. I'm in the shop all next week, the week after that I'm gone all week. So it's just, and and then there's more stuff coming after that. This, this fall is looking super busy. And so, um, just, I've been, I've been thinking about how much, you know, when I'm gone, 
from the shop that I'm really bummed that I'm not in the shop. <laughs> you know, like I, I was, there's even been days recently where, you know, I'm not going out of town, but there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I needed to run around to do or, um, or even being at the range. There's, there's times where it, this is, this is how I know I'm sick. There's times where at the range and I'm, and I'm bummed that I'm not at the shop. Like that's how much I enjoy <laughs> being in the shop and doing what I do. <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, so it's just, it, I've been thinking about that recently and, um, and comparing that to how I used to feel about when I would be on vacation or if I, if I'd be out of the office, uh, just how much I was happy to be out of the office. And now just, you know, how much I enjoy doing what I do. And, and it, it's funny the other morning, um, I went for a mountain bike ride, like first thing in the morning. And, uh, and then I was on my way back home during the time when everyone else is heading into work. And it's been a long time since I've been on the highway during morning rush hour. And I could sense just looking around me, everybody driving that morning just looked miserable. They all looked like these zombies, you know, you know, heading towards impending death or something. Just, they were all, yeah. just everybody <laughs> looked, everybody looked so depressed and I'm driving along in my Jeep. I got the top off and I'm singing along. I got my, <clears throat> I went, you know, I got my mountain bike in the back and I'm excited to, you know, to get into my shop. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm so thankful for, you know, for what I get to do and the opportunities that's, that God's given me through this. And, um, just I'm loving summertime and, you know, there's, you know, there's some complications there just because now I, my family's here. I'm not calling my, my family complication, but I want to spend time with them and I wanted, and I want to work and just that there's a lot of fun stuff going on right now. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of just a, a, a nutshell of what's going on right now. I'm so me and Dusty are actually tomorrow morning heading down to North Carolina to spend a couple of days with Pat McNamara. And, uh, we did this last year and we just had a really good time and we made some really fun content and some really good, you know, we got some good pictures and videos that I've used all year long. And, um, I enjoy spending time <clears throat> with Pat and Rebecca and the town they live in is really cool. And it's nice to see, it, it is nice for me and Dusty to, you know, get out and away from the shop a little bit. And, uh, and have some fun, but it is also work. And so that's, that's, that's where we're heading. And that's awesome. Yeah. We'll be back back Friday. It's like basically eight hour. I think it's like eight hour drive, something like that. So we'll basically drive tomorrow, kind of take our time getting down there tomorrow. Really just, I'll probably meet up with them for dinner and then spend all day Thursday, uh, doing, stuff and then head back on friday and saturday i've got i'm shooting a sporting clays competition on saturday and so it's exciting stuff it's fun stuff yeah that's awesome man we we have uh a guy coming to the shop on wednesday yeah the 10th that'd be the 10th at this point yeah in the morning um we're kind of moving forward with 
not kind of, we are moving forward with the, uh, researching the new equipment, the fiber laser that we're looking at. Nice. We have a guy from Trump coming out to essentially help us figure out what table we would need, uh, what, what size, how many Watts this thing is. So that's exciting, but at the same time, kind of terrifying because, uh, we, we don't really, we know we're about to max out our table and we're not really to the point where any of us are comfortable making the decision to pull the trigger on a, a piece of equipment like that. But I mean, this is how it's gone since day one with our business is just kind of trying to forecast and then figure out when is the next step. And in our experiences with what we've done in the past, when we've made those next steps, although they're kind of scary and they're, they are risky and it sometimes hasn't even felt like the right time to do things. It's actually allowed us to grow, you know, very rapidly directly after we've made those decisions. Yep. A good example is like having Mark jump on board to handle all the shipping. As soon as we had him on board, it's like our shipments tripled and it, you know, that's not by, by accident, but, that's something that I'm very excited to start exploring and, and figuring out. And it's just, it's going to feel really cool when we get to the point where we're purchasing a, a piece of equipment like that. Yeah. And it's, I was just talking to, which a big shout out to, uh, to Nick with armory coatings. I, I met him this spring and uh, Nick does Cerakote stuff and he's, he's fairly, he's fairly local to me. Um, but uh Nick, I think this maybe this week, I think is his first week uh working for himself. He just he quit his his uh <clears throat> his past day job and he's he's doing Cerakote now full time for himself and we talk about this all the time. That just that excites me so much to hear when somebody is able to make that jump and has decided to make that jump. And one of the things that, that we were talking about is uh is from my experience myself, but also seeing multiple people make that, make that leap. Um, is that as soon as you, it, after you make that leap, growth comes and, um, it, and it's the same way with, you know, with, you know, as soon as you guys purchase this piece of, of equipment, you know, after you make that, that leap, then growth will come. You know, I think people want to have growth, you know, have all this growth. It'd be a sure thing and then make the the leap. Well, it's, it's not a leap if it's all right there in front of you. Um, but just from my experience, it seems like it, it, after you take that chance and make that leap, then the growth comes and opportunity comes and stuff. So it's, I have no doubt that, that, now, of course, I'm not the one writing the check for you guys, but I've no doubt as soon as you guys write that check and you guys get that machine in, you, that growth is going to come and soon you're, that table is going to be full and you're going to be looking for the next, you know, for the next solution. So it's just, it's exciting to see people growing and making those changes and making those leaps. It's just, it's awesome. And I've already, speaking to the, the filling the table 
we've created partnerships and one of them has been with warrior poet society, which we have talked about already on the podcast. Um, and there's other opportunities for us in this industry, aside from just creating our own products. And one of the things that's really holding us back is the capabilities of our current machine. And the table we have is great. It's not a cheap piece of equipment. You know, we didn't skimp out on that, but at the same time, what we envisioned the uses for that table back, whatever, however many years ago and where our direction is heading now has changed. And so there, there has to be something that, that changes with that as well. And I don't think we're going to get rid of the other table. I think that it'll probably stay in the shop, but it'll get moved somewhere else. Yeah. Cause the biggest, the biggest thing we're looking at is when we're trying to scale up with our equipment, I want to be able to handle larger pieces of steel on our, on our table. That's just going to make us more efficient and be able to get more product out with less waste. So that, I mean, that's going to add to the cost of the equipment. So that, that's the stuff we're going to be exploring with this guy, uh, Mike, who's coming out on Wednesday. And I'm, like I said, I'm nervous to have the conversation, but I want to have the conversation because we might walk away and say, you know what, it's not the time right this second. Right. But at least I have a better feel for exactly what machine we're looking for, exactly what the cost is going to be. Um, Cause like you said, I mean, you want to take the jump and take that leap of faith, but you definitely have to have the information um, before you, you know, you, you, you don't want to just take a leap on a machine and find out it's the wrong machine or it's not going to fill our role or we're going to outgrow it in three years. Um, so it's right. definitely trying to calculate this, properly so that we do this once and then we're good for the next five, six years. I mean, I mean, hopefully we're not, hopefully this machine can only keep up with capacity for two years, but now is uh, getting, is getting a second machine similar to what you currently have is having two of those. Is that still not as good as having one of the, of these big, the one of the bigger ones you guys talked about that. You could, it would be much less expensive to get another plasma but the plasma is limited in its precision. And the biggest thing about the plasma, even aside from the precision, because as long as you keep the consumable parts in the torch head replaced and you're taking care of the machine, it's our machine is one of the newer models and it cuts really well. But the downside to plasma is the curve for the material that you're removing between the parts is so much bigger than a laser. Right. And so that material you're blowing out at thousands of degrees readheres to the bottom of the plate and you end up having a ton of cleanup time on each plate. You got to chisel off all that dross that hangs in the back. Right. Whereas when you're running a fiber laser, you're talking curves of thousands of an inch sometime. Um, and oftentimes you can do common cuts on parts. So you don't even have really any curve between parts. So you don't have that material that's readhering to the bottom side. So the efficiency comes from a more efficient nest of parts, less handling time, and the cutting speeds are faster on the fiber laser. So all around, if we're going to be taking steps into the future, it really makes sense for us to go to the fiber versus even a CO2 laser or going to another style of plasma. Um, you know, although the table will be more efficient, it'll probably run less at first. It's going to give me opportunities to get more products and more ideas and more prototypes and all that other stuff out quicker. Um, 
And then there's, there's other partnerships in other areas of our industry that have been a long time coming for us. I have friends that we talk every week that the deciding factor is we need to have a laser and then we'll be able to uh, possibly double production again for this other product line. Um, but we just haven't been in the position for the last four years where it made sense to pull the trigger in the laser. So we'll see how that, see how that conversation goes, but that's kind of the excitement for the week for us, at least. I, I, I think the other thing that, that, that you'll find, and I think this is the way with, with any tools that you have where as soon as you buy a tool, suddenly you have all these uses for it or you're finding uses for a tool. Um, and I feel like as soon as you guys get that, that big laser table, then you're going to have the opportunity to look for and take on more projects and look for new stuff, which turns into growth. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited for you guys. You got, you'll have to let me know how it goes with them and, and what you guys figure out. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're actually taking a tour of another facility, which is in Hanover, Pennsylvania. So it's not terribly far away, but all they do is laser cutting. And so I've gotten to know this guy, um, one of the, the vice president of this company. They have at this point, I think he said 13. It's either 12 or 13 lasers. Wow. And they just do straight up production for other companies. They you know, other companies outsource their cutting to this, this company. They also do fabrication and other things like that. Yeah. Um, so partly why I, why I've begun conver- conversations with him is for the period between now and when we decide it's time for a laser, we're going to go through spells where I need other options to help me offload our table. So that's part of the reason why we're building that relationship. Second, they just bought brand new Trump fiber lasers the 10 kilowatt and one that was bigger. And I want to see these tables in action and see how they cut and see what the quality looks like um, and kind of get our hands on with that. So yeah, we're kind of going full bore on this, trying to figure out when the right time is because in the midst of all of this, we are still adding an addition onto the shop and that's kind of all calculated into this big uh, material or equipment purchase as well. Yeah. So I don't know. It it's a a crazy crazy experience just trying to figure out when the right time to do all of all of this stuff is because um, there is risk involved in it. Yeah, for sure. But then aside from that, I mean, I'm also looking forward to the next two weeks. Well, two weeks from now is the Ohio. I guess it's two weeks, three oh, weeks. Gosh. Yep, that's Saturday rain- after my vacation. So I'm man, we're scrambling trying to get everything together for that. I have most of the products ready for that, but I'm kind of walking into that with some unknowns. I mean, I know what the bays are. I know kind of what's going down, but you never really get a feel for what you're walking into until you walk into it. So I'm excited to see what this range day becomes. Obviously I'm going to be bringing my camera and stuff and a pile of targets so hopefully we bring enough steel for everybody. But do we decide that you're bringing me that you're bringing me a plate rack? Or what were yes. you? Okay. Oh, I'm bringing you a plate rack. Yeah, I want a plate rack. I at least want a plate rack and two 
two thirds Swiss swinger with uh, hostage swingers. <clears throat> I don't have them, buddy. Awesome. And and we've, that's, we've kind of talked about what, what we're going to do in our bay. That's, I feel like I can't, I, I need to get a couple steps ahead. I feel like I'm constantly just looking at the next step, at least as far as the events I have this summer. Like we've kind of talked about what we're doing with Pat Mac on Thursday this week. We had, um, I'm kind of hoping that our eight hour trip down there that we can really, so it's like on the way we're going to be solidifying. Uh, whereas I would love to be that we know what we're doing through a higher range day. And we've kind of talked about that too, but, uh, man, I would love to be, to be solidified through all these things. That's just probably, yeah, that's probably a great way to describe this entire year. It was just reactionary. I feel like I went into the year planning out everything and being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. And, and now I feel like we're into July and it's nuts and just trying to keep up mentally is, is proving to be very difficult. And I actually sat down yesterday and really was looking at our Instagram and, you know, I'm going to be the first to, to be honest on the, with everybody on this point. I've been doing the same thing with the Instagram. It's kind of just a reactionary thing. I, I, uh, over 2019. And what I mean by that is I've, I have not really been planning out exactly how I wanted everything to appear. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit with you and I've gone into it with our social media podcast, but I feel like I kicked off the year saying, I'm really going to be structured. I'm really going to focus on growth. I'm going to do all this stuff. And now it's like, I get into my office and every morning I'm just like, okay, what post am I going to put up? Boom. So I sat down yesterday and I really started planning out what do I want to see on our Instagram? How do I want to portray the content and the photography and videos? And what am I going to do each day? So I'm going to wrap up my planning today and then start executing on that. I already started gathering posts and planning it out and it's going to definitely add a little bit more of a headache, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I go through spells where I do really well and then I kind of fall back and then I got to re-motivate myself to get back into it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's on my list of things that I'm kind of hammering through as well uh, right now. Yeah. I, I need to kind of do, I've been kind of doing that a little bit that I will just look, I'll, I'll go to my, go to the, thing where you can see all of all of your posts and i'll i'll scroll through and i'll just kind of i'll take a bird's eye view of what i've been posting lately and and kind of just to figure out what i need to show next you know if i'm I'm real heavy on reposts or i'm real heavy on i don't know silly videos or something like that then um i do feel like it's something i've been telling i've been telling dusty that, that we need to do is uh I've not been doing a great job recently of showing uh, the why, you know, why, why I need a Neomag and why you might need a Neomag. Um, that's the, which that, and, and I think the reason is because, because to do that takes, takes more effort than just snapping a picture or a handheld, Hey, do this on video type of thing. You know, something like that's going to take a little bit more, planning and planning and, uh, thought and editing and stuff. So, uh, but that's, that's one of the things that I'd like to try to figure out how to do with, you know, 
well worth Pat Mac is, and we, we kind of did that, that with him last year is, you know, why do you need a Neomag and <clears throat> showing people why Pat McNamara uses Neomag. So, um, yeah, but it, it, it's good to, it's good to step back and take a look and make a plan for social media. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I'm going to refocus on and definitely be hammering home is uh, I'm cautious to say the sales pitchy end of things. Cause I don't want to be, and we, I don't want to beat a dead horse here cause we've talked about it a lot too, but I, I, I don't want to be coming across as the guy that's a sales, you know, just throwing sales pitches all over the Instagram. But I think yeah, but you know what though? I, I, when I, when I feel that way and I, and I don't, and I, and I haven't posted anything sales pitchy in a while, that's when I start getting questions from people asking simple questions about my product. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't people know this? Well, cause I have a lot of new people that have followed me and I haven't talked about what the product is and how it works and, and that sales pitchy sort of stuff. So I don't think there's anything wrong. In fact, I think you need to, to throw in the sales pitchy thing in it. And I think from our side, it feels, it, I think it, it, it probably feels more sales pitchy than what it comes across on the other side. I think people follow a business because they're interested in the product or they're interested in us or both. And for the people that, that are interested in, in, in the product, they've just seen pictures. They've just seen a video of somebody shooting it. Well, they don't know why your steel is better than someone else's. They don't know why the Neomag is better than the other thing. So I think he, I think you have to rotate that stuff in. And, yeah. You know, it's one thing if you're, if every post is, Hey, look how shiny my product is. You know, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're doing that every single post and it's going to come across as sales pitchy, but you have to put that stuff in there. Yeah. And that's one of the areas that I, I can always kind of see myself falling back on because it's, it's one of those battles that we've fought from day one. We have an expensive target system. And if you're not telling people why it's different, people just assume, okay, you can buy cheap steel and shoot cheap targets and whatever. And yeah, so that's definitely on my radar that I'm hoping that I can, not hoping, but I'm going to integrate into my little game plan that I got going on here just to every once in a while, re-update people and reintroduce who the company is because we're always getting new followers and there's people, you know, unfollowing or whatever, but there's always new people that you're showing up in front of. And so I definitely need to refine that as well, making sure that we're attracting people who, you know, want to be interested in our product and, and showing them what we're about. Yeah. And you might, you might only have one opportunity or a couple opportunities with someone before either they unfollow you or Instagram buries you in their, you know, in their algorithm or something. So, it's uh, <clears throat> I definitely feel like I could be showing more specific stuff about the about our products. <clears throat> Which, speaking of products, I've we're getting close to releasing the Sentry Strap. I'm, I'm getting really. I sent you a picture yesterday. We got the got the little tags. That's that's going to get sewn into them. 
so I, I sent those over and uh, he should be working on assembling those. So really the only thing I need to do um, is figure out what I'm doing for the packaging. And I think we kind of talked about this a, little, a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to go too much into that. But I think that's that's really what I need to do next. Um, and speak of social media stuff, you know, one of the things that that I set out to do this year is to work on YouTube. And uh, I feel like it's been going well. I haven't really seen a whole lot of growth in the last. I think we've put out. 12 episodes maybe this next one's going to be 12 so i've gone 12 weeks in a row of putting out content and i feel like it's it's all good content um but this next one that we're putting out is kind of stepping into somewhere that i've been reluctantly wanting to step into which is doing a review um i've been reluctant for a few different reasons one is just i i've felt odd as a company with a product reviewing other companies' products. Um, I see it being done all the time from other reviewers. You know, you know, there's quite a few other reviewers out there that, that are businesses themselves with, with products. And really I'm just kind of coming at it as, Hey, I'm just a guy that likes gear and here's some gear that I use that I like, you know, so I'm not really coming at it as I'm a, I'm a gear reviewer. You know, you know, send me your stuff. <clears throat> so, uh, but this next, but we're actually, as soon as we're done here, I got to go finish editing it and get it ready to go up on YouTube today. So I'd be curious to see how it goes. I'm, I'm fairly happy with it. I, I, I kind of took a different, uh, a different approach at doing a review in the end, it's still a review, but we were kind of talking about this in the car and NRA. Um, where we're like what when i go there's two types of reviews that i'm looking for one is i'm looking for just give me the information give me something quick just to let me know if this is something that i should put i should put more effort in to researching so i'm looking for something quick and when i pull up a review that's on youtube that's like 30 minutes long i'm sorry i'm not i'm not going to scrub through that video trying to find the the basic information so um we're calling it it's a one and whatever review. So there's a one minute where we just blast through bullet points of it. Um, and then the whatever sections, whatever it takes to finish reviewing the product. So if somebody really just wants to see what is this thing and, you know, I guess, you know, what's it made of what's pros and cons of it, then they can just watch the first minute, which I, which I realize as a YouTuber, um, giving somebody a one minute and out <laughs> might not be the best uh, tactic, but what I'm hoping for is people watch that the one minute thing and then they're going to want to know more and they're going to want to stick around and, and, and watch more. So we'll see how it goes. I, I don't plan on doing a lot of these. Uh, we, <clears throat> we did this one because of 4th of July last week, but we were only in the shop three days two days so we didn't really have a chance to put together a lot of a shop content so it seemed like a good week to do i uh, do a gear review so it might be kind of a when 
things are tight in the shop or, or we're going to be gone or something that that we'll do a gear review. But what are you reviewing? Uh, triple lot design axiom backpacks. I have the 18 liter. Dusty has a 24 liter. So we're kind of doing a, a side by side review of those. And we have a couple kind of funny points in it, uh, of us testing out the backpack. So I hope that it's, a uh, hope it's entertaining. Yeah. I think that's a cool realm to walk into, especially since we're in the same, you're in a similar industry selling to similar people. And I can totally get the struggle of trying to find the place of, you know, company versus product review versus all this other stuff. But I think it'll be pretty neat. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, but uh, YouTube's a weird beast. It just all in all, it takes so much time. Like just hearing you say that you're 12 weeks in a row posting a weekly vlog is just so much work for anybody listening. It is an immense amount of work to do that. Even though generally speaking, vlogs can be a more rough edit. You know, you're not necessarily making like, I don't know. Uh, I've got a formula down for vlogs now that I could put it together. It's still, it's still a lot of work. I mean, I'm still going to spend. Oh yeah. No, I'm not downplaying that, but, but, but but no, you're right. It, it, you know, I feel, I feel like I can get a vlog whipped together pretty quick. Um, But from what I found doing, going through and trying to edit this, this review. And I was telling Dusty yesterday, I'm like, I'm not having fun editing this. It's not, it, 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 I enjoy telling a story, right? So that's the thing that I like about vlogs. And Ben was talking about this last week. He enjoys telling stories and putting together stories. And that's, to me, that's what the vlogs are. I have fun putting together the vlogs because, because what I feel like what I get to do and what I get to show people is fun. And so it's fun putting together those stories and showing, but the review, it's still a gear review. You know, it's like, it's, we have some entertaining parts in there, but it's still, we're talking about a product and it's just, it, it, you know, you know, it, you know, there's a lot of B roll. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to cut and paste and find B roll sections to put over top of our main review and stuff. And it's, it's more work. It's taken me more time to do this, uh, to do this gear review. And so I think it's going to, that's, I think it's another reason why I don't plan on doing a, a, a ton of these. Um, Cause it is a lot of work and I feel like, I feel like in the end I'm doing, I'm taking a lot of time to put together a review on something that really potentially isn't going to help me or my business. So that's the other side of it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing someone else's product. I'm not talking about mine, but what I'm hoping is people like the review, they subscribe to the channel and then because of that, they'll see more stuff from my company. So that's kind of the angle that I'm taking at it. And that's the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, everything that I've done in various platforms, even I don't have a massive YouTube, but even what I've done on YouTube already has grown my credibility. And that's what I'm looking at as much as selling my products. And that's why to me, it's worth the time to put in for the YouTube videos. And I've kind of fallen back over the last couple of weeks. I was at one point doing a video every week, 
But when I do a product review or I'm talking about what I like to use, it takes me a solid day just to edit the video. And that doesn't even include the fact that, you know, obviously you and I are operating a business during the day. So we have our business um, obligations throughout the day. And then I might hit the range two times in a week on the way home just to get the videos together, the B-roll stuff, the um, all that other stuff going together with that. So it, it's a huge investment. Um, I've already seen a lot of great feedback from my personal YouTube page, and it's encouraged me to continue putting the videos forward. And I know it's reaching people who have never, ever heard about TA targets uh, because of that. And I'm, I'm doing it a little different because I'm doing it with a personal branded page versus my company page. But at, at the time when I can get somebody on board to help me with videos and video editing, whenever that starts to make sense, the TA targets YouTube page will be in the crosshairs as well. And I have a lot planned for that. It is just so hard to execute, um, getting these videos done. Yep. I hear you. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of work and it's just, I've only got usually, only have five days in a week, sometimes a day more, sometimes a day less. Most days I've only got five days to get done everything I need to get done that week. And it's, that's not enough time. So yeah, when I throw in a range day, well now I'm down another day. When I throw in editing of videos, I'm down at least a half a day probably. <clears throat> so right there, I'm down to like three days to get all this other stuff that I need to get done. And it is it's not enough time. It's, yeah. That's, that's one thing is, well, and we throw on a podcast and then I got to, which this doesn't take that much time, but still it's an hour out of the, it's probably a couple hours out of the day. Cause, cause we do the podcast and I got edit it and, and, uh, and, and post it and stuff. So it's, it, it, it's all stuff that I love doing and, and that I, I want, I want to continue to do, but, uh, I definitely have to be really, really good with my time management and that's one of the things I do like about the summer. I don't have to get my kids up in the morning and get them to school. So I've been getting up at six o'clock and usually starting work around seven. Whereas during the school year, it's, it's a lot of times it's all this last year. It was probably nine by the time I got started with my day. So getting these extra couple hours in the morning has, has really helped a lot this summer. This next school year should be should be easier. All three of my kids are getting on the bus this next year, so I don't have to drive my daughter to school and stuff. So I get to roll out of bed, push them on a bus, and walk out to the shop. You got a really long commute. I'm very jealous. I do, man. I got to walk like 30 feet. <laughs> Sometimes there's snow. I got a shovel. I got to do my own road hat. clearing. Yep. That's funny. But yeah, so that pretty much sums up where I'm at right now. It's just a crazy, I don't know, a crazy, crazy experience. I'm just like sitting back here, just trying to take a deep breath and saying, you know, it's, it's all good. Cause I, I find myself as we're talking about these videos and we're talking about our time management and all this stuff, I find myself kind of backing myself into a corner and holding myself to unrealistic expectations for myself and, 
you know, why aren't, why am I not doing a video a week? Why, you know, why don't I prioritize the Instagram? And I don't know. I I think there's a, a cautious balance there where you have to be realistic with the time you're given. You and I have family, so we have to balance all of that. And, uh, yeah. I, and that's where to me being as organized as possible with all of this stuff helps me out just so that I can maintain some kind of a trajectory. Even if I'm not a hundred percent on course with where I want to be, I have something pointing me in the right direction. Otherwise I kind of just spiral. Yeah. I'll get this. Uh, I put half down on our shot show space. Uh, so we are, I had the opportunity to get a 10 by 10 booth. They didn't tell me where it'd be. <clears throat> it's probably going to be back by the storage room or something, but it, it, it was either um, the next hallway or the 10 by 10 booth. <clears throat> really the 10 by 10 booth wasn't a whole lot more than what the next hallway is. Um, do you know what the next hallway is? Yeah. Okay. So just real quick for anybody listening, there's just like the second or third story at, at the sands. They started doing this a few years ago. There, there's this real long hallway where they line up a bunch of tables. And so, um, and it's, it's usually kind of up and coming businesses or, I mean, I've seen like SB tactical was in there like in the last year or two. So it, uh, the way that shot show uh, moves companies through to get down to the main main floor is you kind of have to start either with like the next hallway or, or, or like the, the show that we did last year is just kind of a one day thing, but you, you have to kind of work your way in. <clears throat> well, the, the next hallway is kind of that, you know, it's an opportunity to get a booth and then work your way towards getting on the main floor if you want to go there. So we had the opportunity to get on the, well, quote, and I'm using a quote, my quote fingers on the main, main floor in a 10 by 10 booth. But it was like, it wasn't a whole lot more for the, for the space. But then I'm like, okay, now I got to purchase and put together and ship a exhibit display. And, and it was probably going to cost at least twice as much more. So we decided just to do the next hallway. Uh, so we will be there for the whole week and we will be manning a small booth the whole week, <clears throat> which I really liked last year. We, we just had to work the one day and the rest of the week we kind of played around. So this, this year we're actually going to have to work all day during the week, but um, I'm excited just to see what opportunities come from that. Cause the response from the booth that we had the one day was pretty overwhelming. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know, what opportunities come from the next hallway and, and, and our booth there. So yeah, I, like that's January and I'm already needing to start looking at uh, planning shot show timeout. I at least need to probably look for a, uh, for an Airbnb and then line up. I've talked to a lot of guys. It feels like a lot of people so far this year that that, that want to go to shot show that have never gone and they talk about how expensive it is. And I'm like, it's really, if you get an Airbnb, like your room is probably your biggest cost, right? Especially if you stay in one of the, uh, 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 of the casinos, 
But if you get Airbnb, I think, I think I spent for me and Dusty for the whole week last week, last year, it was like $250 or something is what I spent for us. You know, well, cause we split the, <clears throat> our, the Airbnb, Airbnb between you guys and me and Dusty. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, if you get your room for cheap, really the rest of the trip isn't that much. You get airfare. It kind of is what it is. Food. You can spend as little or as much as you want. You know, if you're going to eat, eat like a king all weekend, then you're going to spend a lot. But, uh, so anyway, I need to start looking towards, uh, towards that. And I've had, I've had quite a few people say that they'd be interested in getting an Airbnb with us. We could, so we could potentially get kind of a bigger place, you know, maybe get a nice, nicer place, bigger place. And it's still not going to be all that much. So uh, I'm, yeah, not sure if, I'm not sure if you guys sure you have, let, make sure you let me know. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to ask, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about, about shot show yet. Yeah. I, it's funny. I get questions all the time. People asking, are you guys showing a shot show this year? Are you doing this at shot show? And uh, this year is going to probably be attending shot show again, but I don't have any intentions to um, have a booth this year. I'll probably do what I did last year. Now, when we get to 2021, I think that'll be when we'll have the conversation. Do we want to get back into shows and stuff like that again at any capacity? But for right now, I'm following through with my plan of just dialing back. Um, but I think, I feel like SHOT Show would be the one, one of the shows that'd be worth it if you did the show properly. I'm just so gun shy. <laughs> yeah, it's, <clears throat> it, this, this next year is probably going to be the pivotal moment on if we continue to do it or not. Um, cause there's really two reasons why you go to shot show or why you would show at shot show. The biggest reason, the whole reason for shot show is dealer connections. That's, that's the main, it's the main purpose of shot show. That's why it's only open to industry people and, and, and dealers. That's, that's the main reason. Um, the other reason is for exposure and, uh, and the first, you know, the first, first part is it, are you interested in getting into dealers? Uh, do you already have a network of, of dealers that you're tapped into? Are you happy with that? Or is, you know, I know for you guys, dealers are, are a tough thing. <clears throat> so going to shot show and spending a lot of money on a booth and stuff, it, it's not going to be worth it if you're not trying to get into dealers. Um, the second part is if you're going to, if you're going for the exposure, is the cost of being there and showing worth the exposure that that you're going to get. So, um, so those are both the things that, that, that I think about and that I look at, uh, before we go. So I think this next year we got to figure out how to sign up dealers on the spot. This last year we, brought a bunch of applications and we had a bunch of gung-ho people filling out applications. Um, only a few of them turned into deals. So if I can take that, that, uh, you know, people's excitement in, in the booth right then and turn that into a deal, even if it's a small deal, if, if everybody that, that signed an application would have just placed a minimum order, which our minimums 
super low. If everybody would, that would have come through and just in a minimum order, we would have been in really good shape. Um, so I got to figure that out. And, uh, and then I'm also just kind of excited and curious to see how the exposure goes. I felt like we got a lot of exposure just on the one day that we were there last year. So, um, if the exposure turns out to be, uh, to be really good, then, I mean, that alone could be worth, uh, uh, could be worth going back for as the exposure. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should throw a topic together sometime and kind of discuss some of the tips we could give people about trade shows. Cause we've, we've, you know, our company has experienced some success with it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we, we had some shows that went really well. We had some shows that went really bad and there's a lot of stuff we learned in the process of that, that when we start doing other shows again, I have this information behind me that I can make better educated decisions on it. Cause it's very easy to just look at a show like shot and be like, okay, we're going to go all in. We're going to have the biggest booth, the fanciest stuff, the best display. And very quickly, you'll find those companies that are on the main floor with anything bigger than a 10 by 10 are spending sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their booth, to have their products showing. And it's just not realistic for a startup company to be putting that kind of cash forward. Right. Um, You know, so there's a, there's a huge balance there that I learned you know, throughout the last couple of years. Um, but I, I foresee us at some point heading into shot show and having a presence there. I just don't know when that time frame is um, just, especially knowing that I'm not at the point where any of us are comfortable adding any other employees onto our, our team for TA targets. And I don't foresee myself having the extra time to be able to, not be doing the networking at shot, you know, not be focusing on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? I could be totally wrong and you could set up a booth and then have, like you said, if, if we wanted dealers, we could have 20 dealers show up and all of a sudden it makes sense. And you, you are kind of rolling the dice a little bit, but. Well, it, <clears throat> <excuse me. clears throat> well my thought on networking is because that's the biggest reason why I've gone the last as long as I've been going is for the networking, but most of the networking doesn't happen during the day during the show, you know, like most people are working. Anybody that you want to network with is, is working that during that show. Um, now there are other people just, just walking around, but chances are you're probably going to see them at some event some night that week. Um, I feel like most of the opportunities that I've had with networking come in the evening. So, um, I'm, I'm actually ex- expecting a lot more networking. The fact that I'm going to have a booth, I'm going to have a place all week where I can tell people to come to instead of trying to track each other down in that massive, massive place. Um, I feel like I'm going to be able to get <clears throat> more networking done, way more networking done overall, but especially during, during the show, you know, having some place where people can, uh, can reliably come and find me. I feel like, and still be able to go out at night and, and network at night too. So, but it'll that be interesting. Always, yeah. You'll have to let everybody. And I think we should do a topic on that. Maybe it's after the show. I don't know. Cause, um, 
my experience, I always found that because I thought the same thing and then ended up being the opposite for me where now that I have the freedom to travel around shows, the shows have paid off more than me having the booth at the show. Yeah. But that could be it too. Could be the product. It could be, there's so many variables. So I, I really want to see how that turns out for you. And it'll be really interesting to get your feedback on that. Cause already just from the, from the start, when we decide, Hey, we're going to do a show, we're already behind most companies because our product is so heavy. So for people listening, like I'm not bashing shows for, for, uh, every product. Um, we're telling you not to do it. It's, it's, it became very difficult for us when you're shipping, you know, literally thousands of pounds of targets yeah. places, you add an exponential cost to, to doing the show. So that's, that's the biggest thing that holds us back right now from shot show is I just, I know what it's going to cost to even just get the stuff there. And then I have to pay the, the union guys at the docks to unload all my stuff. And it's just a mess. But I think that should be a topic, especially after you have your experiences, because it's going to be different for everybody and it's not gospel. Yeah. You know, that's what, what I've, I, I'd love to have someone else maybe join us too. Cause I have very, very little experience with, with doing shows. You have way more than me, but you don't even really have that much experience compared to some other people that, that have been main, that have been maining shows for, you know, for a decade and they do the whole show circuit where they're you know where they're at every single show. So it'd be interesting to get, uh, you know, someone else's input on shows too. And there's a couple people that I've, I've started some conversations with that I would like to dig into more so I can line something like that up. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Cause I, I think I know we learned a lot and we, I mean, we did shows for three, three years about every, as many shows as we could. The, the one year we ended up doing, I want to say like seven or eight shows, which is a lot. I mean, when you, when you think about it, we're a very small team and to pull out for that many shows and many of them were at minimum six or eight hours away. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, that was one of the most stressful years I've ever experienced. Yep. So we'll put that in a future topic and we'll make it happen. And then hopefully pull in somebody who has, like you said, even more experience. Um, so maybe they'll point and laugh at what I did and, <laughs> and call me, call me dumb and stuff. No, I don't think they'll do that, but I'll do that. You'll do that. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, I got to get to work. I got a lot to do before I leave in 24 hours. Yeah. Well, it was a, a pleasure as always. And guys, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on um, whatever source you're finding our podcasts and feel free to reach out and give us any feedback as well. That's forging the journey gmail.com and we have our instagram page and facebook so definitely check those out can you say it again it sounded like you your feed kind of froze up you want you want all robotic for a second oh, i will absolutely say it again for for you greg anything for you the gmail is forging the journey at gmail.com and make sure you guys also hit up our instagram page forging the journey and our facebook and we're not really doing a ton on that right now but that's also part of my my brain scheme here is I just I really want to be able to get content out to you guys through those channels. So maybe someday as Greg and I get less crazy, maybe we'll yeah, let us know what you guys wanna 
seeing here as well. We would love to hear from you guys what you want to hear from us. So, all right, buddy. Well, have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Perfect. See See ya. ya.